0: Welcome to Rialoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Rialoran. I'm so glad that you've joined me once again uh, today for our look at clean and unclean. I hope you've enjoyed this study as much as I have. Let's continue on. Uh, We can uh, see where God has made the clean places uh, of the earth to dwell in. We can see the beautiful oceans, the beautiful white sand, the beautiful rocks, the stunning, absolutely breathtaking sunsets, um, the villages and streets he's had people make, all the inventions, as the Bible tells us about his witty inventions that he has brought to humanity to help our lives, to improve our lives. Uh, to transform them from one dimension to the next, to the generations, you know. And uh, he's made so m- many things for us to enjoy. Uh, but there's things that we need to avoid that have not been made by God, that have been made by Satan and his people called tares, T-A-R-E-S. And if you're not a Christian, you're a tear. And you might say, hey, hey, I'm not either. I'm not a Christian and I'm not a tear. I'm whatever, you know. I'm a nomad. I'm an atheist. I'm da 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 da. Whatever label you want to give yourself. But there's only two labels. There's a Christian, or there is a tear. T A R E. And uh, you may say, but I'm I'm not a Christian. I'm a da da da. And say, well, you're a tear. Anything outside of being a Christian is a tear and you're underneath satan and it will not go well for you even though maybe it's going well for you now it will not go well for you later on you know we know of a very nice looking guy that had billions of dollars flew internationally had different uh, beautiful state homes all over the earth and uh, who knew he was into such lewd behavior behind the curtain of his life but we know how he came, and, and the Bible clearly says the Bible is God. That sin will find you out. You know the sin, your sin will surface, and if God isn't able to to have you remove the sin at a at a level where only He sees, then He will bring it up for the whole world to see. That's who God is, and His goal is is to remove the sin so that He doesn't have to remove you from His everlasting kingdom in heaven. So. But we know this man was put behind bars, and we don't really know the truth behind it, but he's gone now from the earth. And uh, if he was killed or committed suicide, whatever the case is, but we can see that sin had pleasure for him for a season as he was able to buy anything he wanted, live any way he wanted, have the biggest estate homes and everything else. But we know as people of intelligence that we've come into the earth. We have an entry date. This is certain. But we have an exit date. We have an expiration date on us that only God sees. And we will leave the earth. It's not a permanent dwelling. It's not a permanent place. You might have beautiful homes in different parts of the U.S. and internationally and be blessed in that way. And, you know, that's nice to have. But as you're looking around your home and as you're feeling very cozy, perked up in your bed, maybe with your cup of tea, I just want you to know... That you're going to leave the planet one day. And you're going to face God. And God wants you to be able to come into heaven. He doesn't want to say to you, depart from me. Okay? But the only way that happens is if we leave the unclean places of the earth and come out from Satan and the terrors that refuse and to come into Christ as a Christian and then humble ourselves under Christ and do what He's. Stated in the Bible. That's it. You know? So we need to come out of the unclean and enjoy the clean things of the planet, which are amazingly uh, so many. But the unclean places, one of them to avoid is uh, non-gospel lewd music. Uh, In the book of Hosea chapter 9 verse 6, it says, For lo, they are gone because of destruction. Egypt shall gather them up. Memphis shall bury them. The pleasant places for their silver nettles shall possess them. Thorns shall be in their tabernacles. What is this saying? Well, you know, we know that rock and roll started in Memphis, Tennessee. We know the head of rock and roll was Elvis Presley. And we know that Elvis was somebody that God wanted. God wanted all of us. And God battled for our souls. And when God wins, we become Christians, obedient Christians, and intelligent Christians. That's God winning. If you're not obedient, willing, and intelligent, ready to go with Christ, then the devil won, and he will destroy you on the earth and in forever, which is not what God wants. So we know that God has clearly put in the Bible what he knew would happen in the future that there would come Elvis, because God knows the beginning. He, In the beginning, God knew the end. He knew every life he's created, and he knew what every life would do. He's God. There is no other God. Every day of our life was written in his book before one of them came to be. He knows what you're going to do tomorrow, two weeks from now, three years from now. He knows where you're going to end up in eternity. Well, then why does he try so hard? Because it's who he is. But he knows what you will choose. And he knew that there would be a man named Elvis Presley. And he knew there there he would be in Memphis and rise up as the king of rock and roll, which is not what God plans for him. He was underneath Lucifer, which was the head head lead of music in heaven and he rebelled against god and so people that aren't singing about christ and pure things and they refuse to be a christian or labeled as a christian because of whatever reason are singing for satan because there's only two sides god and satan no matter what you classify yourself as an anti-christian you belong to the thief that will kill you and so god put this in the bible it was so interesting um They will gather them up. Uh, Memphis shall bury you. Rock and roll, the the Lucifer, what he would do, you know. And so we can see the gospel music. We can see music was a creation of God, but we but we can do it in the clean kingdom, or we can have our unclean kingdom. But the unclean kingdom is ripped up like a like a a a bunch of grapes and thrown into eternal fire. It's not welcome in heaven. So we need to come out of, of all the perverted music, you know. And there's a lot of uh, people that claim Christianity and country-western music. But I would say, how can you claim Christ and sing about such perverted things? How can you claim Christ and sing in bars where they serve alcohol? How can you do that? How can you claim Christ and wear the kind of clothes you do and create people to lust after your body? Do you see? You can't claim Christ... If you're not perfecting holiness, purity underneath Him in submission to Him, okay, you're working for the devil and confusing and polluting the earth. And we need to be aware that when we do that, we cause others to stumble. That woe will be to you. Matthew 18:6. You know, instead of God bringing you this big, beautiful necklace with a cross, diamond encrusted cross, here comes an angel with a necklace, but it's a millstone. Okay, Matthew 18.6 It's better for you to have a millstone Wrapped around your neck And be thrown into the sea For offending and causing one person to sin We need to be careful How our lifestyle How our choice How our actions affect others Maybe in your choice You know, you're able to live with your lover In your palatial state But this other girl lived with her lover Because she thought so highly of you Well, he got her pregnant And beat her and left her stripped her and she went off and committed suicide and lost her earth life and her soul what would god say to you we need to be careful we need to be careful about uh, television and movies what are we watching on tv who made the things that we're making who made them are they purifying our life and in good family and good are they purifying us are they helping us with our intelligence level Are they helping us in our career, in our family, in our walk with the Lord, in our knowledge of existence, you know, da-da-da? Or is it teaching me how to commit adultery? Is it teaching me how to fornicate? Is it teaching me how to steal and lie and spit in my parents' face? Is it teaching me how to be a drug addict or maybe a drug dealer? Is it teaching me how to be a thief and a con? Is it teaching me how to be in a gang and slice others' throats? Is it teaching me to be a homosexual where the devil has lied to me and I'm tormented under those decisions? What is it teaching me? Who created the things we watch? Either God's kingdom or Satan's kingdom. There's only two. So we need to come out of that unclean toilet before God because God is holding us responsible for what our eyes behold. Okay. Jesus said, if your eyes are, are, are looking at darkness, your whole body will be full of evil. If you're looking at evil, your whole body will be full of darkness, death, separation from God. It's not a good thing. So we need to come out. We need to come out of lewd, entertaining literature. Uh, Matthew chapter six, beginning of verse 22, 22, Christ is speaking to all of us. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light, single on God. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. Therefore the light that is in thee be darkness. How great is that darkness? See, God has told us, don't give your body over to demonic activity. Don't be entertained by the devils that made this stuff through their people called the tares. Come into the kingdom today. Get washed in the blood. Get right with God. And to begin to watch and be entertained by the things that born again spirits have made, the children of God. First, we're, you know, we're created and we're born of our parents, but then we must be born again. We must give our lives to God and make God our father. That's being born again. Watch what the born-again spirits have made. You know, the Christians, the born-again people. We don't want to be entertained and and hang out with Satan. We need to come out of the unclean kingdom of sexual immorality. We need to come out of fornication on all sexual activity outside of marriage. Adultery, fornicating is is, uh, coming together outside of marriage. Uh, homosexuality, etc. First Corinthians five eleven. But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother, that means in Christ, a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or a drunkard. Um, we are not to have any part of that person. We are to come out from them. It says, do not even eat with that person. Do not even eat with that person. So maybe you are go to church and, you know, you guys went uh, out to lunch with another couple and, and the couple was talking about how the, the man said, well, I'm having an affair with somebody else and this and that. The Bible says right here not to even eat with him. So you know what? In Christ, we are to fear God and to resist evil. We are to fear God, meaning this is what God says and this is the consequence of sin, the judgment on sin. We are not to have anything to do with sin. We're not to even smell like sin. We are to flee every form of evil. We are not to partake of wickedness in society. And as it goes on and on and on, Jude 1, uh, verse 7, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, they gave themselves over to fornication. They were all having sex. It was a very lewd place. And going after strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of what eternal fire. So we need to come out of the unclean kingdom. Adultery is unclean. All sexual activity outside of marriage. Exodus twenty fourteen, commandment number seven: Thou shalt not commit adultery. And we can we can fast forward to Galatians chapter five verse nineteen. It says, "Adulterers." Those who practice adultery will not inherit the kingdom of God. So drop that black book of all your little lovers and burn it and do what's right in the eyes of God. We are to come out of unclean <clears throat> and into the clean things of Christ. Homosexuality is unclean. All gay, lesbian, the LGBT, qrsd HIJKL MLP, whatever goes on there in that chunk... The transgenders, the whole nine yards. It's a sin. Underneath Satan, you sit. And he tells you it's okay. He told you you were gay. You're not gay. God never made a gay. God never made a homosexual. The devil did. He told you you were. You you processed it. You believed it. You pondered it. And then you did it and became it. But you're tormented night and day because there's no rest for the wicked. There's no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. So if you're tired of the torment, if you're tired of the sin, if you're tired of all the hell you go through just to keep your life together as a homosexual that is now even married under the illegal rules underneath the throne of God, come out and let Christ wash you tonight. Become holy, become pure in Christ. Leviticus 18.22, Thou shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. We are not to be in that um, situation. It will not go well for you if you stay and refuse uh, to, to be a homosexual. Uh, we are to come out of bestiality. Uh, That's all sexual activity with animals. Leviticus 18.23 Neither shall thou lie with any beast to defile thyself. Therewith neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereunto. It is confusion. You might say, well, I've never heard of that. Well, it's in the Bible. We need to come out of the unclean kingdom called liquor. Uh, wine, alcohol, and beer, you might say, well, but what about wine, you know? What about wine? It said uh, not to be drunk, but be filled full of the Holy Spirit. And in your liberty to drink wine, you might cause somebody else to stumble, Matthew eighteen six. And in your causing them to stumble and lose out, Christ will hold you accountable, and it will not go well for you. Uh, you know, the Bible states over and over how Jesus drank wine. But then we can go into the fact that on the, at the Last Supper, before his crucifixion, he sat down with his twelve. And he said, I will not any longer drink from the fruit of the vine, but will wait for the Marriage Supper of the Lamb, the big feast of the saints of God when they unite with Christ. But, uh, you know, it never talked about that the, the wine that Christ drank was fermented you know Christ didn't sit around and drink wine and get drunk, so we know that um, not all juice is um, fermented okay we We know that because we give our kids juice growing up. maybe you love orange juice, mango juice, pineapple juice, uh, different uh, juices. so uh, this liberty that you take is is not good, and so. We can see in the book of Mark, chapter 15, beginning in verse 21, it reads, And they compel one Simon a Cyrenian, who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. This is, the the, you know, Jesus is heading down the Via Dolorosa, the road to the end of the beginning of the New Testament. It's a really amazing road. He gave his life to be a sacrifice for our sins. And they bring him unto a place called Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of a skull, death. And they gave him to drink wine mixed with mirror, but he received it not. Okay, so you can see where Christ is shunning wine and, uh, you know, we see where Jesus uh, turned the water into wine at the wedding feast in John chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. But the wine produced at the wedding feast has no indication whatsoever that it was fermented and everybody was getting drunk, okay? That's not in the Bible. And Jesus spoke a parable about new wine in the book of Luke chapter 5, beginning in verse 37. It reads, "...and no man puts new wine into old bottles." else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled and the bottles shall perish. But new wine must be put into new bottles and both are preserved. No man also having drunk old wine straightway desires new for he says the old is, is better. We know that this is descriptive of the Holy Spirit now dwelling uh, indwelling a believer in jesus when you become a believer in jesus christ you receive god's incorruptible seed and spirit and so this makes you a new bottle a new container a temple of the lord god almighty and we know that god fills the believer with joy and peace and a refreshing and and, and like a new wine it's almost like a filling of drinking Uh, that, that filling that after you have drunk, but it's better than the high that you get from a bottle out of the, out of the liquor store. Okay. It's called new wine. And he fills us full of it. And, um, because the devil has counterfeits against what Christ does. He always has a fake, you know, like a real diamond versus a cubic zirconia. In Ephesians chapter five, beginning of verse 18, it says, and be not drunk with wine. We're in excess. God says, do not do that. But be filled with the Spirit. And uh, we need to remember, Jesus is God, the Son of God, and is holy. And this fact will never change. And so we are to be transformed into Jesus' image, uh, not all of the people that we look up to on earth. Okay, we can look up to people and respect them for their life and their character. But we are to be transformed. But we need to look at them and say, God, Good, but we need to, all of us, all the inhabitants of the earth, all 8 billion of us, look at Christ and be transformed into his image. He's holy, he's pure, he's sinless. He surrendered all to the Father. And he stands at the right-hand side of God, and he prays for us every day. He stands there and he prays for us uh, that our faith would not fail and that we make it. And all of heaven surrounds us and cheers us. Uh, to fight the good fight of faith And not to forfeit to the lies And the voice of the devil Or different events that come in our life To try to take us out uh, You just walk through them with Christ And he'll take you to victory every time Because he's God So we need to remember Jesus is God and he's holy You know in, in the book of Revelation Chapter 4 verse 8 The angels surround the throne And they say night and day Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We are so fortunate to have a Creator that is holy. Holy simply means pure, sinless. He never can uh, be defiled, and He can never sin. He's perfect. And we get to go in that image. I mean, what greater image do you need to be on your um, board, so to speak, and you're going to be transformed into that image? You know, I've heard of people making vision boards, dream boards. You know, I think that's the best vision board, dream board that you could put is to be transformed into the image of Christ, number one. And number two, to fulfill your kingdom assignment that Christ gives you specifically for you with your bench, your personality, and everything else. And you know, when we look at the book of Leviticus, chapter 10, beginning in verse 8, we can see where Jesus Christ... You know, he was the Passover lamb because he was perfect. He had to be perfect and sinless to be able to be slaughtered, to shed that blood, to remove the sinner's mess, okay? And we know that if he broke the law, he could not have been the Passover lamb, which he never broke the law, uh, the Mosaic law, the Pentateuch, the first, you know, the books of the Bible, that God and Jesus and the Trinity did with Moses and Aaron, because in Leviticus chapter 10, beginning in verse uh, 8, it reads, And the Lord spoken to Aaron, the, you know, Moses' brother, they were in charge of the church, the tabernacle, saying, Do not drink wine, nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, when you go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever. It's a statute forever. Throughout your generations. And that you may put difference between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean. That's what our subject is. The clean and the unclean. How, what are we to embrace and what are we to resist? See? And when we know that, we'll be safe. Won't we? And the thief will not be able to tear apart our lives anymore. And we know that we're commanded to be as Jesus, holy. First Peter chapter one, beginning in uh, verse 15. But as he which has called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be you holy, pure, as I am holy, pure, says God. And so, we can also read through Scripture where Apostle Paul suggested to Timothy to take a little wine for his stomach ailments. That's found in 1 Timothy 5.23. But we also need to know that uh, we have bottled water. You know, Timothy's issue with his stomach was the water. And so Paul said, well, you know, take a little bit of uh, wine for that problem. But we know that now we live internationally with bottled water with fresh water so there's no reason for us to take a little wine for our infirmity as paul suggested to timothy see so it's just best that we we see things as they are and you know in the kingdom god has levels of responsibility uh second timothy chapter 2 uh, verse 19 through 21 tells us that anyone that names the name of Christ must depart, leave iniquity, and perfect holiness. And in a large house, there's vessels of uh, to honor and vessels to dishonor, and there's vessels of earth and wood and silver and gold. And the higher that God takes you up in your uh, place in life to help humanity, the more that is required of you according to this scripture and we know that scripture is of God we know that um, the deacons we know that there is deacons and it says according to this that uh, the office of a deacon likewise must be grave and not double-tongued and not given to much wine so we can see that deacons aren't to be given to much wine. But we know that all drunkenness is a sin and we need to be careful that in our, um, liberty that we don't cause others to stumble. I don't drink. I gave up all that junk because, you know, nowadays if I went into a liquor store, it always says liquor name and spirits. And I know what in spirits are. They are demons. And you go into that liquor store and you're, you're getting your liquor. And you're going home, but you're also getting spirits. And so we need to be careful in our liberty that we don't um, sin against God. We know the next level is bishops. Bishops, uh, you know, if you desire an office of a bishop, that is that is good. But, you know, you are to be blameless. You are to be a husband of one wife or a wife to one husband. That means you don't have five wives or five husbands. You're to be vigilant and sober. You are, you're to be of good behavior, given to hospitality and apt to teach, not given to wine, not given to wine, verse three says. So God's like cut off point. Okay. And so we're all being transformed into the image of Christ. And Christ says, you know, Christ didn't drink fermented liquor. Christ didn't make fermented liquor. Christ refused the wine on his cross. You know, I was carrying that cross, as we just read. And so if we're going to the image of Jesus, uh, we need to be careful not to participate in sin upon the earth. Masters, there's another level. James chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. It says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Okay? For in many things we offend all. But if any man offend not in word... The same is a perfect man, which is where God is taking us into perfection, which is intelligence and moral character and able to also to bridle the whole body. And so we're going into, we're going into the image of Jesus. And that is exactly what God created you for. Rieloran International Ministries, Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rieloran today at www.rieloran.org.